0: There it is.
1: Oh, we went straight
0: to it. All right, what's up, y'all? Straight to it. Don't know what to do with it. I'm, hey, he raps more
1: than me on this podcast. Hey. my name is Ty Van, <laughs> <laughs> aka Teddy Crucifix, aka your passes. favorite rapper. Oh, yeah. That's Byron L. Cocktail. Oh, he's also again. he's okay. also the rapper, and this is the he's the rapper on <laughs> the Rapper Podcast. Yo,
0: it's gonna be Crew Four Jesus, and I'm the four. <laughs> I'm number four. And crew for oh, Jesus. Oh man, yeah. Okay. I heard y'all had like a little crew for Jesus reunion.
1: Yeah, man. So, um originally there were six members. Yeah. Um, and crew six. It was six. It was. It I thought was, y'all had seven. It was Charles, myself, Troy, Darius, Shavon. Three colors. siobhan Shavon.
0: So oh oh the the oh yeah 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 name. okay yep. What, what's his nationality? He, is he Indian? You don't even know. that. Oh, gosh. Shout out to Siobhan. Hey, bro. If you're watching this, go ahead and let me know. He gonna be hurt. He gonna oh be yeah. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
1: He he's probably watching the podcast That's like, bro, you know. Crazy. I told you three times, you know. Come on, say it.
0: Bro, is he still around? He is. Oh. Hey, man, shout out to you,
1: bro. He just put up a post. He was boxing with uh, some dude from Tomoka. He go to Tomoka.
0: Okay, shout out to you, bro. Um, yeah. I think I ran... I, I didn't run into him. I saw him somewhere like a couple years ago. But you know how you like know somebody just from around, but you don't really know him, know him? Correct. So I, w- I was like, yo, do I go talk to dude or do I just be like, nah, I'm good? Like, you should have to him. go talk to him. Yo, you know, uh, I got your CD um and i know you used to be with crew for jesus or it wasn't talk? y'all wasn't in crew for jesus back then that was just straight up crew oh, see i wasn't gonna Christian say revolutionaries asked, yeah i forgot the ew but it's enlightening
1: like, the world in the world boom and he know the rich. so yeah that's how we Bro, started.
0: i was at the first cd drop like yeah. remember at will got the liveest Lava, picture too hey man that was a that was it Yo, that was a moment. No, it really. Dude, that was a moment, bro. Oh man, I I want to
1: get into that moment because I didn't do this last podcast. Oh, my
0: bad. But before you do that, yeah, I just want to say shout out to Charles A R. Shout out to Troy, Melissa. Um, hello, yeah. Oh, yeah. Darius, obviously, because this is y'all was hanging out with Darius, um, and Siobhan. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to y'all, man.
1: Yep. So, yes. This podcast is on all streaming platforms streaming if you're listening or, or watching rather on youtube please like comment uh-huh. subscribe yeah um yeah so we got 12 ratings right now we're all five stars thank you for that someone by the name of danny um the title of their review was amazing they put great conversation and keeps me very entertained with the heart emoji so thank you danny yeah if you guys want to get your um, review read on the podcast, go ahead. Go to the Apple Podcasts, you yeah. know, rate us, write a review, and we'll read you on the podcast. I
0: dig it. Hey, um, yeah, we're on all streaming platforms. You know what else is on all streaming platforms? I apologize.
1: Hey. You hear that song right there? Produced by there my brother, go. YKD.
0: Shout out to bruh. I don't know you, but shout out to you, bruh.
1: It is a great story. I'm bro. just about to
0: give y'all a little snippet. A little snippet, snippet. If I was... See what oh, is. What?
1: What? Yeah. Phone. What? This is so awkward. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I love brain. it. Gosh, child. You you down hey!
0: Down. hey! All right, look, y'all get no more. Y'all better go on all streaming platforms. That's, That's out straight. right now. I apologize.
1: We also got a song. Oh, yeah. Crew. I wore the right shirt. So, you group Jesus. Day? We you have reckon. a song out as well. I'm working, as y'all can see. It's a song called ReReady. Okay. That is out right now on all streaming platforms. The video is also out on YouTube. The video for I Apologize. That's yeah. on YouTube. Go check that out. Let
0: us know how you like it. So. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm, I'm hyped for you, man. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Hey, y'all go stream my Man Joint, man. <laughs> go buy that junk if you can. Oh, I yeah. tried to buy it, but I couldn't buy it. I don't know what happened. Really? I was on Apple. It tried to get me to do Apple Music or something like that. Like I had yeah. to do a subscription.
1: Why, if you go to if you could um just go to the iTunes store if you got a, um an iPhone you should just be able to buy it.
0: Oh I I man I don't know. That's no, all good. Well, I'm it, gonna buy it though. I just tried the other day and I was like yo Apple Music is tripping.
1: Because so. Apple Music is like Spotify so that's right, stream. Right. So the teachable moment for people that do have iPhones if you want to support and buy the single which is ninety nine cents just go to iTunes type in Van. I apologize it'll come up for ninety nine cents and yeah. you can purchase it and that helps more the streaming. Uh, fun fact for me to get one sale of 99 cent, it would take me 15,000 streams just Ooh. to get that $1. Just but to if, get the $1. If you were to just purchase it for $1, I'd get that $1. I so, dig it. Yep.
0: Yo, uh, randomly, how long have you been rapping? I've been rapping since 2011. So over 10 years? Yes. Wow. Did you do anything for your 10 year anniversary? No.
1: Dang, bro. bro, wait, because my team, it, it actually be October 31st. Okay. So I released, I released my first, yeah, I released my first, on my grandma's birthday. I released okay. my first single on my grandma's birthday.
0: Okay. So, like, how does it feel to be 10 my years? My first,
1: like, YouTube single, not streaming, because I, I just said this is my first single on streaming yeah. platform. But, yeah.
0: How do you feel being 10 years in the game? Do you even feel like you're 10 years in the
1: game? I don't. Game? It's weird. Okay. I, I, I feel like I have a lot more to do. I, I don't feel like I, I feel like i'm i'm that person in the dark that's working on my craft so yeah. once my time finally comes i'm ready so it's yeah. like i don't feel like oh, i'm burnt out it's just i i have a lot more to give yeah. because i don't feel like i have i me or the people i rap with i don't feel like we got the recognition we truly deserve so mm. that puts a fire in me talk that talk what's oh, the you know what i'm saying i'm very competitive so it's like that that sparks a fire in me so that boy been listening to j cole there we go
0: (laughs) (laughs) yo Yo, so hey he's a pastor I'm the rapper podcast we talk about so many things man and we want to talk about a lot more so one of the things that we would love for y'all to do drop in the comments if you have a suggestion of a topic that we can tackle if if you think or you know you want us to talk about it drop it in the comments or send us a DM on Pastor Rapper Podcast or you know us individually because we'd love to talk about those things uh, because we love to talk about culture, we love to talk about hip hop, we love to talk about Christianity and the Bible and faith. Uh, but one thing we wanted to talk about today is how we got here. Yeah, right? Like, I think we kind of gave a story of how we got here on the podcast, but it wasn't in depth. So, yo, I'm gonna throw it to you first, but I, I got some questions. Me and Ty have known each other like pretty much the whole time you've been rapping. Wait, can we tell the story how we met? Do you remember that story? I do not remember. Oh, so all right. And I'm gonna answer this question. Yeah, we, yeah. we,
1: we have a mutual friend. His name was Michael Hemfield. Is it ringing the bell now? Yeah, yeah.
0: No, okay. no, no, no. I don't remember <laughs>
1: he, he was on uh, um, Bethune Cookman. Yeah, yeah. They have a radio station.
0: Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They have okay. a radio
1: station. Yeah. And um at the time, me and Mike, we were doing some some joint ventures or whatever like that. He invited me out to the radio station. I came through. When I came through, he had Byron on there. I yeah. don't know if he just came to Christ at the moment. I, or- ju-
0: I was, bro, wet behind the ears, drinking on okay. Similac. Like, just came to Christ. Like, literally on fire. You know how dudes come to Christ, they be on fire? Yeah. That was me that day. Well,
1: So, yeah, I I, I was coming to see Mike. Um, and I think Mike was talking on the radio. Mm-hmm. But as he was talking, me and Byron were just there for support. We started talking. I was a band geek at that time and a band head. When I found out he was a drum major, I was already interested. I didn't care what he was doing. I just yeah. wanted I was picking his brain about equipment and stuff like that. And I don't remember how conversations after that transpired, but I know that's how we initially met.
0: Yeah. So thank you, Mike. Shout you out to Mike this. Henfield. Mike just got uh installed and um and what's the other word? I'm sorry. But Mike uh he did just, that oh, ordained there we go, he just got ordained and installed his first pastorate as lead pastor, um, so shout out to Mike henfield man shout
1: out to Mike big God, we serve a big God, hey, go ahead, what, I don't know if you're doing a one day song, Mm-mm. big God, I'm gonna put that I'm gonna put
0: that on he got a uh he got a, lo- a shirt a
1: shirt line, yeah, you got
0: a merch line,
1: I'm still gonna put one day in that we you big big
0: God. All right. Yeah, go we just questions. put it under there and then act like we bopping to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's perfect, because you know all right,
1: go ahead. Yeah, questions.
0: man. Hey, man, I for, I kind of forgot about that.
1: I never forgot about that.
0: That is crazy. So here's the, here's a the little backstory on that, too. Like, I was working at Halifax Health at the time. Um, I had a little free time, like, to kind of move because I did community relations and stuff like that. And I think I just, like, said it to them, like, yeah, I'm going to go check out some stuff at Bedouin Cookman, like, in the community, <laughs> and um mike had been telling me like yo stop by the station stop by the station because i used to be i used to work with the station um and then me and mike were in the band together obviously right so i legitimately just popped up on him, like it wasn't even like a planned thing it was just like yo you in the station yeah i'm in here and i just popped up and so that was cool man i think that's definitely like god like you know putting us in the the same place for a purposeful reason
1: because mike was telling me about that like the week prior.
0: Yeah. So for you to just dis- bro that's Yeah, crazy. I just drive I just drive by bro. Like it was like I it wasn't I I mean if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think we had planned out nothing. It was just like yo, I'm gonna stop by. And I hit bro like, yo, I'm on campus, like what, you in the you in a uh, studio. he's like, yeah. So yeah man, that's dope. Thank and you, it was kind of crazy. Mike was doing a gospel hour or something like yep. that on the radio station at Cookman. Yep. Like this was ten not ten years ago. This was eight. I don't know. When was this? this I was doing crew twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was like right before we really start
1: crew. So maybe 2012, 2013.
0: twenty thirteen. Twenty. It must have been twenty. Tw- I don't know. It was around that know. time. I came to Christ twenty
1: twelve. I can't. So twenty twelve. It had to be about yeah. twenty twelve.
0: I came to Christ uh in July of twenty twelve. So. Bro, I came to Christ August twenty twelve. Really. Wow, that's dope. It's, See, 30, it's bro, the thirty. It's a thirty. August
1: twenty twelve. I got a whole verse
0: about Yo, that. Yo, we've known each other for so long, and we. I don't think we talked about this. That's wow. Yeah, I can't. Serendipity, impress. man. Yeah, well, I don't know
1: what that means, but, but yeah, things happening. Th- th- there's a reason about. But well, hold on. Actually, <laughs> I, oh, wait. I, I was about to say the definition based off Inky Johnson. He has a he has a podcast Uh-oh. called Serendipity. Yeah, yeah. But I always thought Serendipity was things happening. Like, without you trying. Yeah. It was I don't like, know.
0: Let's look it up. Okay. I, I'm about to I'll look, look it up while you're uh, just talking. I, I serendipity, I really th- the occurrence and development of events by chance. Oh, so it's by chance. Yeah, in a happy or beneficial way. Serendipity. Yeah, serendipity. That was, I, that was I, serendipity. We'll we, we dig that. Yeah, so, like, that's how me and Ty got connected. And then I feel like not too long after that, uh, I ran into you at, uh, you know, when you and Troy were living together. Yep. <laughs> yeah. so, yo. so again when I first got saved I didn't have community I didn't really know nobody and all I knew was like yo Troy got saved you know a little bit before me or a couple years before me and I was like and cool. I was like yo Troy and Sekou got saved and these guys are guys who I ran with in college or kind of lived a similar life with in college so I'm like yo those guys changed maybe I need to see what's up with them and I just remember like hitting Troy all the time. Like, yo, when y'all hang out, let me know. When y'all hang out, let me know. And I just popped up on y'all one day. Yep. And y'all was in there just, bro, being young Christian, young single, wow. wild Christians, you know. And uh, man, hanging out till 2, 3 in the morning, just like on some, you know. I, I, I just remember coming to you apartment one time and y'all was rapping for like three hours and then we watched Ty White videos for like four hours. That was, Those are great times, man. <laughs> it was, uh, no, yeah, man. No response, well, very few. Well, we all had responsibilities, but not the responsibility but at that we time, today.
1: Bro, let me tell you how we were so, we were living so wild at that time. Like, me and, me and Trey had to be to work at like seven. We would go to bed at like six, wake up at 6.20 yeah, and sir. go to work. Yeah. I, would, I, I wouldn't I dare do that right now. Heck no. Wouldn't dare do that right now. Bro,
0: I remember hanging out with y'all to like 4 in the morning, and this is when I'm like, I had a professional job. Like, I was working at Halifax Health, I'm like, they're like, what did you do last night? It's like, nothing. <laughs> Hung out with some Christians for like 12 hours, <laughs> rapping and listening to Ty White and taking random 7-Eleven trips. Oh, bro. Wow. Oh, you taking it back. Okay. Yeah, man.
1: I think it's funny how Troy, just like Mike, is a part of both of our journeys because I have a really deep story. I don't know if yeah. we're going to do it in this podcast. Nah, but let's
0: go. This is uh, this whole pod, this whole episode is about us, well, our get Christian that. walk, and how we found ourselves on the path we're on right now. I'm going to get to that. Yeah. I
1: just think it's funny, though, how Troy is a, a piece for both of us, too, because when I had my experience... I called Troy. Just yeah. like you said, I knew Troy was out there because I was out. I met Troy when I was 17. He was mm-hmm. in college, but he was, you know, a wild yeah, boy. Yeah, wild boy. I was hanging around Me with him. So I, I was like little C's with his little clique. I was like, little, <laughs> bro, I'm first out of high school. Said little C's. Because you know, Lil C's was like a little baby. Yeah, I was yeah. first out of high school hanging out with Carter. You know, Aunt Troy and all of them, Eric, Seku Yep. So I must have seen you then, too. It you had didn't to. Really, you didn't know. Yeah. I was, bro, yeah. So I'm chilling with them, with it, but I knew Troy, you know he, he went from that to being a Christian. So when right. I went through mine, I called him as well. Yeah. And that, that's crazy you did that. What that's- was
0: crazy is I remember seeing Troy going through that phase where where he came to Christ and he was wrestling with, like remember when they went on tour? Yep. And he was like wrestling with it. And I remember sitting there having a conversation with him. And I don't think I was saved at the time. And I was like, yo, you're wilding. Like, <laughs> what? You left tour? What are you doing, bro? Go back on to Like, I remember having a full conversation with him, like, trying to, like, tell him, like, yo, you could still do this, you could still do that. Yeah. He trying to respect where he was at, but, like, trying to, like, also, I'm like, bro, because, you know, man, Troy's one of the most talented guys yes. ever, man. One random, of the
1: most talented guys I know.
0: Random fact, the first, nah, that's not true. Um, me and Troy have a record together.
1: He never told me this.
0: We and Troy have a record together. We wow. recorded a record together my freshman year in college. Yeah. So when I came... Thanks, Troy. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, Throw Cash. <laughs> you already know. Me, Troy, and uh, I think Eric Bunting was on that. You know Eric? Nah, I know Eric Mills, not Eric. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I was thinking about it. My bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, we recorded a song called Throw Cash in, I think, my freshman year, if not my sophomore I think it was my freshman year because it was we before we song. pledged, bro. Me and him have looked for that song. We nobody knows where it is. Dang. Here's why: because when we got saved, it used to be on YouTube. When we got saved, both of us was like, "Nah, that just it makes gotta sense. go." Is it because, it but uh, yeah, man. So, bro, I feel like as we talk about this, we got more and more connections because hey,
1: we never did this. Yeah,
0: me and Troy. So my freshman year, so you know, Troy plays saxophone. I play saxophone. So after. The season was up. I would hang out with Troy because Troy was, like, funny, and he all, all he wanted to do was play Super Smash Brothers. And laugh. And laugh and, like, be goofy. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? So me and Troy hung together a little bit, and then, like, my sophomore year and his junior year, we both pledged. And then when we pledged, we kind of, like, went in opposite directions uh, just because of nature of fraternity life and all that stuff. And, again, when Troy got saved and when Sekou got saved, too, because I remember it kind of being around the same time, I was like, yo, like, part of me was like blown away. I was like, yo, this is kind of crazy. Like, I know, I know these guys, right? Yeah. So this young got to be serious. Um, and then another part of me was like, yo, they tripping. Like, you know what I mean? Because like they were, they kind of went hard. In Ain't the no kinda. In the beginning, they went hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they went hard. And I was like, yo, that's. I'm not doing that. I can't even understand. But then when the Holy Spirit hit me. And I came to Christ, bro. I was like, Troy, I feel you, bro. And as much as I can hang out with, bro, I did. Because I yeah. was like, yo, I know he understands. I know he understood what I was going through and the things I was thinking and the fire I had and all that type of stuff, man. So it's crazy we got that. Uh, the connection. We got man. that connection, man. Well,
1: before I start, do you still remember the questions For you guys, like, daily, what is this podcast about? We about to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, um, did you have the question or you want me just going to just go into the story? Well, that was one of my questions. Oh, okay. You know what was
0: it? I, I don't know where
1: we started, but it's cool. So <laughs> all right, so this is what happened to me. Um twenty twelve. I started rapping like I said, twenty eleven. I'm rapping, I'm taking it real serious, you know, in the secular realm. Um twenty twelve, August thirtieth. You remember the day you came to Christ?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, my was it was August thirtieth. January
0: twenty third. I mean uh, July twenty third, nine forty three PM. I don't know the time. I
1: don't know the time. But it was, it, was, it was the morning. I know it was morning. It was August 30th, 2012, and I had to be to work that evening. So I woke up, and I, I was checking my Facebook at that time, as I always do. Like, wake up, check your Facebook. It could be a coincidence. It cannot. I went down my Facebook. Every post was about Jesus. Oh, yeah. I
0: think you told me this.
1: And I'll talk about from people that say nothing about Jesus. So it's like, Jesus loves you. Turn from your way. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, this is weird. So
0: I, I, I like threw my phone. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that was probably me. <laughs> you know, I had been saved for a month. So I'm like, yo, somebody got to get saved.
1: You know, I understand. It, I'm talking about people from my high school that I know mm-hmm. that living for Christ. It was like, Jesus. I'm like, what? So I like threw my phone. I'm trying to go back to sleep. As I'm trying to go back to sleep, I did. I never at that time read my Bible, ever. Never cracked the Bible open scriptures coming in my head i'm like this is weird and i think one was like now i don't know the exact scripture now but i think it was like matthew 15 something like that so i opened it up and it was jesus talking to the pharisees Mm -hmm. but i read it like he was talking to me it was like you hypocrites you say you love me with your mouth but your heart is far from me that was bro. that's that's what i opened the the scripture that i knew nothing of Mm -hmm. it was it said open up to this book i went to it i started crying because I was saying I was a Christian. That's crazy. I was I'm talking about it, bro, I'm I'm bawling like I'm crying, like what is so going on? So you already
0: hold on, let me just ask. You. So you already you were already a Christian yeah. at the time. Okay. Yes,
1: yeah. Born yeah. into it, yes. Yeah. Okay. But I, I I wasn't living it out. Like, yeah, I wasn't living it out. So I'm like, yo, what's going on? So I call my mom, I tell her what happened. She's laughing, but not laughing at me, just like laughing, like, oh snap, like you having a moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mom, I don't know what's going on, this and the third. And she was like, just embrace what's going on. It's God trying to, you know, get your attention. So I'm crying when I got the phone with her. I called Troy. Yeah. Because I you know he, he you know he was going hard with the Christianity. So I called, <laughs> I called Troy and I'm crying. As I found out later, I'm crying. He, he's putting the phone on mute laughing. He knows it's a serious moment, but he's like, he's, Dang. <laughs> <Shout> <laughs> he out told to me Troy. this later on. He was like, he's laughing. But long story short, that's how I came to Christ. Yeah. And um, I I would love to say I was rocking hard ever since then I had my moments. Yeah. I guess I could talk about that just briefly. So, yeah, I mean, well, I talked about it in we, the first episode. Yeah, you kind
0: of talked about it. You kind of talked about it. I mean, but you can jump in. It do not matter.
1: I think I, I I'll de- go back to the first episode. Cause this is, no, I, I don't. I don't, don't want to
0: do that. But that's yo, how, check that's out how I came check to out the first episode. We need more views on it. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's how I came to Christ. how yeah. you? Man, I came to Christ. Yo, um it's a long story, but I'm just gonna give you the cliff notes. Man, I came to Christ in my living room, in my apartment, uh, in the middle of the, not the middle of the night. Um So every Monday night, my routine was to watch wrestling, and eat pizza and drink. Like, that's that's what I um, did. Oh, alcohol or beer? Alcohol. Okay. Which is, beer is ac- alcohol too. But, but yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was the difference. Well, hey, maybe another episode. We'll talk through it. But, <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I drank a lot of alcohol at the time. And, um, man, like, looking back on it, I had probably had, like, nine months of just craziness leading oh. up to that. Like, my life should have been... I should have been doing the best that I ever been. And I was at the worst that I ever was internally. The world looked at me like I was doing great. Like I was again, working at Halifax health. I'm young. I got a little bit of money, um, enjoying myself, but man, I was empty. I was completely empty. And again, looking back on it, I saw like a month and a half leading up to me getting saved where like I had these experiences where I'm hanging out, going to bars, like, Hanging out with my best friend, like we we're drinking all day, you know. And in the midst of like the deepest, darkest moments, I would like run to the scriptures. Really? Like, yeah, oh, sorry. really, yeah, man, yeah. I so so for me, I knew the scriptures and I loved the Bible. I just wasn't walking with Jesus. Like I loved it, but and if somebody came against Christianity, I remember specifically. This dude telling me he didn't believe in Jesus. And I was like, What? You don't believe in Jesus? Like, look at what the Bible says. I'm defending the faith. And I wasn't even walking with Jesus. I wasn't even a Christian. Um, But anyway, one night, legitimately sat on my couch, opened up my bottle, opened up my pizza. And I felt the presence of the Lord. Like, I've never, like, I can't even explain it. And I felt like the Lord was saying, Why are you running from me? And, bro, when I tell you, I cried for two hours straight like pretty much (laughs) i literally cried for two hours straight and the only prayer i could get out was god i've been trying to do it my way i'll do it your way and then that next day all day i was just like well first of all i called in sick from work for two days i just i sat at home and read the bible for two days and prayed that's it for two days and then so that's that's tuesday and wednesday Wednesday night, I go to this church that's right up the street. And I just walk in, I was like, yo, I think I got saved. Like, what do I do? And um, they gave me some stuff to do, but like, that was it. Like, that was it for me. And I. Do you like, remember I never, the church? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you you yeah. know the church. <laughs> got you. You know the church. Yep. But like, um, but yeah, that was my experience, bro. And like, for me, life got way harder after that moment like I, so much drama so many like relational things like even me and my wife we weren't talking at the time we weren't even friends at the time because we had been in a relationship at, before and then i did a lot of crazy stuff so like the first year of me being a christian was tough but it was the best year of my, it was one of the best years of my life because it was just like yo i am free i am free like For the first time in my life my identity does and this is where identity comes from my identity does not depend on you know what i can do how well i can dress who you know like it's strictly off of what jesus thinks of me and you know like who jesus says i am and that began my my walk with the lord and i never turned back never turned back so
1: just to piggyback on what you said it was hard for me too yeah but i was i was back for like I said, I started rapping in 2011. So me and my cousin had a group. He made he made the beats that rap, and I rapped with them. I like you said, I, I went hard, so I, I walked out after I got done crying. So I was that like, bro, I can't rap with you no more. Yeah, yeah. It was hard, <clears throat> but it was like bro, I went I don't know if y'all know what cold turkey is. When I started with cold turkey for like six months, I didn't watch TV for six months. Yeah, I didn't listen to music for six months. Bro,
0: I remember <laughs> sitting in my apartment reading the Bible. And like everywhere I went, all I saw was Jesus. Like I was like, oh, I didn't know they had TD Jakes at public. <laughs> like I was buying random TD Jakes books everywhere I went. Like it was nuts. Like bro. I was the guy. Bro, anyway, go ahead. I, so it, it's
1: pretty much the same thing. So I'm trying to find Christian um, hip hop music and listen to it was all everybody was saying, Lecrae, Lecrae. I'm sorry, Lecrae, I love you. But I, I just can't get I can't get jiggy. I ain't gonna
0: lie. Lecrae was super whack to me until the moment I got saved. I my can't boy with it. shout out to joe Stitt. my boy joe Stitt put me onto lecrae in 2009 and i remember looking him in the eye and saying this is garbage it is trash and i went back and i still had the cd i went back and listened to it i was like it's not too bad
1: okay bro i can i i feel like i run more with lecrae his current stuff now than i could not get with it and i was having maybe for two days i was finding a hard time finding you know people I came across, I think, it, it's weird, and I think he just dropped formerly known.
0: Yeah, it, it, it must have, yeah, it had just he come just out. He just dropped, and I, I was like, that. this
1: is really this good is music, yeah. you feel me? So it was like, and then I, I, I did my research to find out he was C-Light, and that's probably why I have a close connection. That was like the first, only dude I was listening to. I was reading my Bible, um, praying and listening to Andy Like, yeah. I could rap everything on Formerly Known. Matter of fact, I know he just dropped the album because he went on tour maybe, like, a few months later, and I went to that tour. Yeah. No, See, he was opening. He was opening. He was up. opening. See, there you go. He was you opening. You went to the show in Orlando? Yeah. At
0: Calvary? I was there. Kim Yato was there. Front row. Kim Yato was at that same... We talk about that all the time. I she still had the that.
1: videos I could show yeah, up for, man. Me.
0: That's crazy. I, yep. I remember... So, me and Kim Yato were not talking at the time. We weren't even friends. And I remember was, I was like, "Yo, you want to go to this concert?" Like I was trying to, you know, like get back friendly with her. And she was like, "Nope." And then she went anyway. And <laughs> by herself, by herself, <laughs> lonesome. I was like, "Man, this girl does not need me." And that was like, yeah, that was something that I really, I really appreciated about her. I'm, I'm looking for the Lecrae album that I was just crazy about. It came out. Is it the one with the tape over his mouth? Gravity. Went, I hated Gravity. Bro. Oh my God, Bro, I I listened to Gravity on Repeat, but part of it was the church I was a part of, man. They was really into like they were really in they love Lecrae, which I'm I don't hate Lecrae. I like Lecrae a lot. Um but then I love him really, as a person. They were really into like Jesus culture and um and uh what's the other one? Bethel yeah. at the time. Yep. So then I got really into it and like I realized how whack that was. <laughs> So I was like, <laughs> "Come on, Ray, bro, chill, chill, bro, lead, chill. Chill.
1: Speaking of, KB did a dope remix of hey, that song. Hey, that jump was fire. He did a dope remix of that song. Yo,
0: I feel like KB is the king of remixing. CCM. He is. It, like he got that's the, his thing. That's his bro. Pocket. That uh, oh I mean, that junk is fire. I got, I got, I got. Bro, uh, <laughs> look, uh, KB, shout out to you, bro. Oh, that's his lane. Shout out to you. First, listen, I am saying this right now because I want this to happen. I need the Southside Rabbi. He's the pastor. I'm the rapper. Collab podcast. Oh, put it on. Y'all live in Tampa, St. Pete. We up y'all the are street. only three hours away, two hours away. Yo, holla at us, man. We hey, we want to do this. We want to do this. Look, I I talked to Pastor Daryl. You know, we'll drive down. We'll bring the equipment. Hey, we love y'all, man. We listen to y'all, and, and and let me
1: call you out on that. The podcast you just put out with Ruslan, you was like, we need more Christian media. I'm yeah. looking for that, bro. Yeah, here
0: we, media. here we go. Here we go. Just said it. I listen to your podcast. Shout bro. out to Ruslan too. I I really like Ruslan. A I lot. have to
1: get on his podcast. He was speaking that that he was talking that talk on that podcast.
0: Yeah,
1: I, he made me want to listen. To
0: I, him. I I listen to Ruslan. Like regularly, I gotta get like I check out everything he does. Like I'm subscribed to his channel. Um, I got a homeboy who's like cool with him. Like, like they're friend friends, you know. So I'm like, hey man, I feel bad, but I don't got nothing to say. Like he be having he be having like real heavy hitters on the podcast. I'm like, yeah, I'm I ain't really got nothing to say. I just be joking with Ty, you (laughs) know. I gotta (laughs) check him out. So all right, you start rapping in 2011. You got saved in 2012 you you know i kind of know a little bit about what that journey looked like but like tell tell us like the ups and downs how and and then bring us all the way to where you are right now
1: well first i I, I would like to tell the,
0: the story because i want to ask you this too like, yeah
1: how did you become a pastor so yeah. how i became a rapper yeah let funny? me frame
0: that out hold on there we go. Okay. yo so I'm, I'm just thinking about it. you started in 2012 or 2011 so tell the people how did you become a rapper? Because this is gonna be uh, a clip we're gonna use for TikTok.
1: Definitely. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> funny story. I was a band geek, band head. Yeah. I tried marching out for, band, by the way. Yes, I tried out for BCU to be a marching wildcat. 2009. That was my senior in high school. I did not make it. The two. Oh, he found the right key. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the instrument I played too. That's a trombone. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. So, um, yeah, um, I went with two of uh, two of my homeboys. They made it. I didn't. I cried. Like, who were those homeboys, by the way? Um, Jerry Pike. I don't G- Oh yeah. And um, Tyree. Le- no, I'm sorry. Jerry Pike. Marcus Stokes. My guy. I do FedEx with him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: They made it. I didn't. So again, I'm very competitive. So all that year, um, the year I didn't make it, I joined. Um, Daytona State College band, and I had a, a private training. I trained hard that whole that spring and the fall. When trials came again for fall, I made it. So um, band camp comes around August 2010. First week, it was straight, you know, the crowd camp. I got through it. Second week, upper class would come back. I'm not going to say what happened, but I left. I went with it. That boy wasn't trying to get <laughs> hazed. I, I was trying to, you know what I'm saying. I went with it, so I left. I was in a, 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 a depressing state, rather. Oh, like I was, I was in a low period because band was my life, bro. I didn't know what else I was gonna do with my life. Um, I dropped out of school, and I just, I was just living. Like I had no purpose to live. I was just living. Long story short, I moved in with my cousin. Boom. Um, He started making beats on the phone on something called. Um, you loops it's yeah. called pocket band now but he was making beats i was like yo these beats kind of fire you know just listen to the beats as he's making them i wrote my first route to one of his phone beats that's how we formed the 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 um group that we started what,
0: what's the, the name of that group by the way bbt okay bbnt just like the bank
1: <laughs> bbt <the Big> <laughs> yeah i probably can still find them i ain't gonna say that yeah so bbt um we started rapping like that, he was making the beats on the phone. I was rapping. He was rapping on the two. So then, I already told you about my story when I came to Christ. That was twenty twelve. So I stopped rapping. I didn't think you could rap, even though I was listening to Christian hip hop. I didn't think you could make a career out of Christian rap. So I was like really done with it. I just wanted to follow God. Yeah. Um, December two thousand twelve. There's a young lady by the name of Libby.
0: I know Libby. Yeah, we was in the band together. She had
1: a um. That's my girl. She had a open mic I Um I don't know if she invited me to it or
0: I signed up. I can't remember. Bro, she invited me to that. We across she invited me to that because she was working at Halifax at the time.
1: That's crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. So she had she had an open mic. I went out again. I can't remember how I got on the roster. Bro, crazy. This is crazy. I met Lamar. Okay. That. So he actually won the competition. So okay. I lost the competition. But when they were putting up video clips of the the performances, um, Charles hit me up. Okay, because I guess he was friends with Libby. He was like, "Hey man, I'm trying to do like this Christian hip hop cipher. Um, do you know any you know any, any other Christian um, artists in in you know in the town?" Mm-hmm. I knew Troy did singing stuff. I wasn't really onto the rapper. I was like, "I know somebody that plays guitar and sings. I was like, Darius Pelham. I was in a band with him. I don't know if he like really. Raps like that, but he's probably musically inclined. Yeah. I could kind of, you know, connect. I feel like I'm going on a long tangent. It's all good. No, it's not. This is all a part of the story. So we all linked Darius New Chabom, Troy brought Kyer. That's how we all formed. We were just supposed to do a cipher. When we did that cipher, put it out. People's like, y'all should start doing more music.
0: Yeah.
1: We start doing more music. What was the name of that? The, the first cipher. The cipher. I think it's just called um decipher. Okay. But it's spelled C-I-P-H-E-R. That was Charles. Okay. not not c-y-p-h-e yeah 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 it is actually still on youtube so, um yeah so we did that cypher people's like y'all should do more music we did more music and then we eventually formed the group crew not crew for jesus mm-hmm. and yeah that, that's what got me here so that's dope man that being said how did you become a pastor that my is
0: guy? dope hey man my story is not as clean i guess as that but <laughs> let me say bro like even in us talking like we got more and more overlap but I think it's crazy that I left the band the year you came in. Wow. So, I was supposed to be Okay, I so 2010, I was supposed to be a drum major that year, but I left because I had a um I had a uh internship opportunity with a record label out in San Diego that Jill Scott was signed to. And also uh, I wanted to compete for head drum major, and they wouldn't allow me to. You know, so I wanted to, like, compete for the spot. And Why they you were... couldn't compete? Because the internship? Well, no, because they chose to basically give it to the guy who had it. Mm. So uh, I was supposed to be your drum major, but that I ended is... up leaving the band that your year. The was like, nah, that ain't flying. Hey, man, <laughs> if if I would have been there, you might not would have left, probably, to be honest. Yeah, I probably would have left. You know, uh, but, but yeah, anyway, that's a whole other thing. To answer your question... Um, I told you how I got saved. Um, I'm one of those people that the moment I got saved, I realized like, yo, God has something like there's something I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Um, And I just love ministry like from from day one, from moment one, I've loved ministry. Like when I walked into that church and I said, hey, I got saved. What do I do? They were like, okay, here go some programs, hand them out. So I started handing out programs and I'm like fresh, like I'm wet behind the ear. Like I ain't know nothing. I'm not even a member of this church. Like, and they just gave me an opportunity and I was hungry. So I was at the church every day, like doing whatever they wanted me to do. I wipe down toilets, I'll pass out programs. I'll take the offering, whatever you want. And I was constantly asking questions like, "How how can I grow? How can I grow? How can I grow? And they just kind of like kept plugging me into like different groups. But none of those groups had leadership from what I saw, right? So I got plugged in with the youth, but there weren't any like young, single black leaders. So I became a leader. You know, I got plugged in with young adults. It's the same thing, right? Um, Then I really felt like, yo, I need to be, I'm a man. Like I was already working and all that stuff. I need to be plugged in with men. And I got plugged in with the, the men's group and there was no leader for the men's group. So they were like, yeah, like you can be like a coordinator for it. You could just organize it. So I started organizing a men's group and I really believe like that was my first ministry leadership role because I was organizing speakers. I was like doing all kinds of stuff. And then one of our leaders just stopped showing up. Like every time we were supposed to meet, like he had something come up. So for four meetings, I had to, I had to like lead. And I had to, like, do the whole Bible study, the prayer, and all that junk. And in that culture, they are constantly, like, giving you words of affirmation and, like, telling you stuff. And, you know, I was, like, hearing all the time, like, yo, I think you're called to be a pastor. I think you're called to be a pastor. I'm like, nah, man, I'm don't nobody want to be a pastor. And my granddad was a pastor for 63 years. So I'm like, that is what a pastor is to me. Like, he was 63 years, served one congregation for 58 he did it in one of, I think, the most honorable ways possible. I'm like, yo, I'm not that. I'll never be that. So I ran from it, but I kept serving. And every time I was a part of a group, I got thrown into leadership. Like, every single time. So when after Kim Yatta and I got married, she kind of called it out, too. She was like, yo, you, I think you're supposed to be a pastor. And um, I, we just began discerning that together and praying and fasting. And I was like, well... I'm not going to be a pastor. I'm just going to be a men's pastor. Like, I just wanted to minister to men. And uh, I started taking seminary classes and all that stuff. And as I was doing that, the Lord just started, like, stirring my heart for, like, just caring for people. Like, serving people, caring for people, praying for them, like, walking through life with them. And um, I really, at this, and then at the same time, he started stirring my heart about church planting. And I was reading through the scriptures, going through Acts. I, I did a study from Nehemiah, Ezra. And I was like, yo, I don't know what this is called, but this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do. Start a new congregation. And there was a lot of these convictions we had that we didn't see. You know, we wanted uh, We wanted to see disciple-making. We wanted to see a multi-ethnic expression that was truly multi-ethnic. We wanted people to, to be serious about the word of God. And... um one of my mentors was like, yo, maybe you don't see it because this is what you're supposed to do. Like, this is what your calling is. So man, we started like just praying about that and pursuing it. And here's a funny thing. I call probably every pastor in the city. Like every pastor I knew of, I called almost everybody. Can I just take you out to lunch? Can I get a meeting with you? Yo, and I, I truly believe the Lord kind of kept this from happening. Nobody responded. Like, literally, I didn't get a meeting with nobody. Like, not even my own pastor. Like, my own pastor was pushing me off. So, I got sick of it, man. And um, I started reaching out to pastors that weren't like me. And, like, I reached out to Pastor Larry. um, And Pastor Larry, man, I emailed him on a Sunday night at 7 o'clock. He emailed me back that same night at, like, 845. Shout out to you, Pastor Larry. Shout out to Pastor Larry, man. And just at that moment, I was like, okay, yep. he, he, he's a real one. So man, I just told him, I said, man, can you give me 30 minutes? I just need 30 minutes to talk to you about church planting and pastoring. He was like, yeah, man, come by tomorrow. I'm like, all right, bro. We talked for three hours, three hours, man. And in the end of it, he was like, I truly believe that God has called you to plant a church and to pastor people. And what he didn't know is I was already applying for jobs. Like I like I interviewed for like a youth pastor job in (laughs) Oklahoma and turned it down because I was like, I got the like I was the last runner up for the job. And I was like, I've never pastored before. Yeah. You know, so I I I don't know if it was scared. I was scared or if it was wisdom. But to make a long story shorter, um, we had an opportunity to go to Memphis. And there was a church that we loved, that we had been following for some years in Memphis. And they gave me an opportunity to come on staff as a pastor without being the lead guy, right? And to kind of practice being a pastor. And um, we jumped, you know, two feet in. And that was kind of the beginning of me serving as a pastor. Uh, so we did that for two years, came back here, served at Pastor Larry's church for a year and a half. And then we set out to plan identity. You know, um, so I kind of believe like I look at it like I've been pastoring for five, almost six years. Uh It'll be six years in August. Um, But I've officially been like the pastor of our own church only for like a couple years. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's not traditional because a lot of people get into pastoring like they stay in the same church for a certain amount of time and then they just kind of work their way up or they go to Bible college, you know what I'm saying? Like they go to Bible college and then they do an internship and then they make their way to like a pastorate. For me, it was like, man, some very gracious men gave me an opportunity out of, for no reason. And, um, And man, we just made the most out of those opportunities, man. And the more and more I did it, the more and more I was convinced like, yo, like even today, like, even this week, the conversation I had with you, the conversation I've had with other people in our church, like, it's a lot, but every night I go to bed thinking, bro, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, exact, Like I have no doubt in my mind. Like, Kimyatta said to me the other day, she was like, when I think about what you do, it intimidates me. I would never want to do it. She was like, I would never want to. She was like, it blows my mind that you actually get excited about what you do she was like that's how i know it's from god because like you know it's a running thing like even my granddad said this if there's anything else you can do in life do it but if you can't do anything else but this then you know that's where you're supposed to be so that's that's kind of how shout i got out here to man grandpa, shout out uh, yeah. hey man oh yeah that's how I live my life hr cocktail man 63 years man hey, it's my man. dog it's my
1: Fun fact, I don't know if you noticed this, our podcast avatar picture and the first episode. Yeah. Do you know you were wearing a shirt about a pastor and I was wearing a hip hop shirt?
0: I don't think I realized that. I saw like, it all, bro. Like, yeah. It wasn't
1: planned, but that was dope. The first episode, I mean, I'm like
0: I don't even know if we had the name for the podcast. We did. Today. We did it on that podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was wearing a J Cole shirt. Oh, that's your pastor. I mean granddad. That's my granddad right there, man. Shout out to Reverend H.R. Cogdale Yeah. Anyway, my bad you
1: No, know, you good. Yeah, I was wearing the J Culture and uh, you was wearing the um, I forget
0: it says Neighborhood something. pastor
1: That was, yeah. bro, and you can see it. That was not it's I don't know. That that, that was yeah, that, man. it was extremely dope, bro. Like Yeah. Yeah.
0: I dig it, man. Yo, let me ask you some questions. We already 45 in we gonna I think we should just take it an hour. Yeah, go ahead. All right, look, what's the hardest part? about like you've done this thing you've been a secular rapper yeah twice yeah yeah seriously um and then you've been you you are a christian rapper but you i even feel like there's been many iterations of your you know christian rap journey like what's the hardest part about being a christian rapper what would you say has been the hardest part for you at least
1: I don't. I don't think
0: I have. You don't have, have one. one. Hey, man, that's dope.
1: Like, oh uh, yeah. I. I honestly think. Oh, never mind. Writing. When you're. When you're a secular rapper, you're free to say anything. Mm. Anything, and as long as it connects with people, you good. Yeah. If you were trying to be a skilled Christian rapper and do it. With excellence, mm-hmm. It it you can't say anything. Yeah. You have to have intent behind what you're saying. And it still has to be good music. Yeah. And again, if you're a good Christian rapper, you have to put the word in there. Yeah. You have to do all of these but do it in a in 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 a way that people they can receive it, but they can still be like, Yo, this is good music. Mhm. I've been doing it for some time, so it's easier, but it's still it's not an easy thing. it's yeah. it's it's, it's like I said, doing secular rap, whatever I thought about, just wrote it down. Just make it round. It's not like that if you're trying to be a good, skilled Christian rapper. So
0: yeah, writing. You ever just wanted to cuss? You know, you 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 writing a Christian rap song, you just want to drop an f bomb in there. No. <laughs> it's like a trick question, bro.
1: No. Um, if again, if if you understand what your goal as a Christian is first before it even being a Christian rapper and understanding the audience that you're trying to reach. Yeah. As Paul said, everything is permissible, but not everything is. Oh, I'm gonna bring the script up and slaughter it. I know, right? Everything is permissible. I'm not even gonna help you. I'm gonna get it. In in, in layman's turn, everything is permissible, but not everything is like wise to do.
0: Yeah, it's not good for you. So,
1: yeah, like. For the ones that do that, you know, what I'm, I ain't gonna, I'm not even going to say more power to you. That's y'all. Yeah. With the rap that I do and that I choose to do, I i w- it, it doesn't even come across because I, I, I don't curse in my regular life. So it, it, I didn't it, know that. I don't know if you're funny or not. No, I'm
0: dead serious. I oh, didn't yeah. Know, I didn't I, know you didn't curse.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't curse okay. at, um, at all. So I can't say at all. Eat, I don't say the explicit, explicit words. I'm not going to go deeper to that. So, yeah, it's it's not like because that's my natural train of thought. Writing is not wanting to curse is not a hard thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you want to compare writing from a Christian rapper to a secular rapper, that's probably one of the hardest things. Okay. Yeah.
0: I dig it. I dig it. Um, What's a misconception about Christian rappers or just you as a Christian rapper? are Corny. Okay. You don't think Christian rappers are corny? not now okay there
1: there was definitely a period of it being extremely corny yeah um but i do want to shout out for the ones that, that made it through like early in, in the golden years of just rap so the um uh, gospel gangsters their first album was amazing um t-bone hel- he held it down he that man was a spitter um and I was listening to sweater. these people. I was listening to these people when I wasn't was like of course my dad has always been a Christian, so he was trying to find like good music.
0: I, I remember listening to Gospel Gangsters in like two Bro that like, album was still it, hard to it might have been like ninety-eight or something like that. That album was still hard to this day.
1: Yeah. They they were very skilled at what they do. So I dig like, that. <laughs> like Enjoy. very skilled. Like, but yeah, so it's like it being corny. Um I feel like now there's a great balance. There's still corniness, but that's not just a Christian hip hop, that's in rap period. It's corny. It's, yeah.
0: It's, um, I can see that. Yeah, but I, it, it, it.
1: I, I feel like there's more skill. I feel like the problem is, we kind of we, we talked about this in, in many episodes. You saw my experience. I, I was focused on being a Christian first before I was a rapper. It's like now, because Christian hip-hop is a thing that you can make a career out of, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't focus, a lot of Christian rappers don't focus on serving and being a Christian. Yeah. First. It's just, I can rap, I'm a Christian, so let's yeah. jump into that i think that could be dangerous so yeah but I, that, think, yeah. I think that's why you have a lot of good christian rappers now because
0: yeah i dig that i mean i i feel that completely man um yeah we i feel like we're talking enough about christian rappers and yeah the temptations and the some of the ways they go um i got a question for you all right
1: um you didn't talk about it. I, I, I thought you were going to talk about it. You, you said one of the reasons you started pastoring was because of you and Kim the
0: Do you, you, you want to talk about that? About what? Just her and not getting married? And no, no, our relationship no, no, no. or what?
1: You remember you said you were, you started preaching to Kim
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I'll be forgetting about these conversations. Yeah. yeah. um, <laughs> Yeah. So, one of the reasons why, one of the people who pushed me into preaching really heavily as my wife and um one instance that sticks out of me in my mind we were in a church that we were serving for quite some time and um we felt like this church was not really uh preaching messages that were biblical and um at the time like I was trying to build a habit of writing sermons regularly because uh, I think I read somewhere like the rule of 10,000 hours. Like you need to put 10,000 hours in to find your voice to know, you know, blah, blah, blah. Don't wait until you get an opportunity to preach, like go ahead and preach, um, wherever you can. And one day, like out of our frustration about not getting fed at this particular church and her just kind of pushing me into what she felt like God was calling me to, uh, a Sunday morning, she just didn't get dressed for church. And she was like, yo, we're not going and I'm like upset, you know, and she's like, nah, we can do church right here. Matter of fact, you preach. Uh, I'm going to give you five minutes. I'm going to go get She got. She went and got dressed. She sat down on the couch. She gave me five minutes to prepare. And she was like, just preach something you already got here. And I had like a little notebook, something like this, just full of messages. And I sat right there and preached right there to her. A message I think it was like Second Samuel fifteen or something. I I don't even remember what it was about. But uh yeah and that kinda started me in this place where I um I really started looking at the fact that yeah I'm a preacher, you know, in a sense and um we did that for more than one week. We did that a couple weeks, man, and uh and yeah. So Kimyata, shout out Kim She pushed what? me pushed me out of the nest a little bit.
1: What would you consider what is one good thing about being a pastor and what is one, I don't want to say a bad thing, but one thing you wish you could change or a tough thing about being a pastor.
0: Yeah. I think one of the greatest parts of, I think they're one and the same actually. Um, One of the greatest parts of being a pastor is just like um, being a part of people's lives, like really being a part of people's lives. Right. Like, So you get to meet their mom and their dad and their kids and you get to hear about, you know, you get to see people like getting engaged and getting married and like having children and you get to see people get baptized and, you know, you share those moments with them almost as if you're family, like you're a part of their family. And I think that's the tough part, too. Like It's probably one of the toughest parts as well is you um, you also cry with people and you see people get hurt and you see Uh, People make bad decisions and you see like relationships change and, you know, you you see people walk away from the faith and all of those things are extremely hard, you know, but. um, You don't get unity without proximity, right? Like I I can't care for you deeply unless I'm also opening myself up to be hurt by you deeply. Right. Mm -hmm. So the role of a pastor is yo, I'm here to care for you. I'm here to shepherd you. I'm here to build you up. I'm here to lead, feed, protect. um, What is it? Lead, feed, care, protect, and shepherd or something like that. So it's like one of the most beautiful things, but it's one of the toughest things too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I think about like Robert. You remember Robert? Mm -hmm. Like I remember God literally led him into our church like he saw he was at a coffee shop he saw a random sign and he walked in just because of that sign and he joined our church like based off of that he was like yo that's a sign from god literally and he literally he joined our church and then a year a year later like we're sending him off he's getting married he's graduating he's going off to live his life like that's one of the most beautiful things that could ever happen it's also one of the hardest things that could ever happen so um and then i mean there's other tough things but All of those things are, to me, momentary. Like, some of the things that deal with your closeness and relationship to people, those are things that last for a long time.
1: One last question. Yeah. What is or was your most embarrassing moment as a pastor?
0: As a pastor? Oh, Because I got one I
1: want to share, but as a rapper.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what my... One of my most embarrassing moments was, yeah I you go ahead and share I'm gonna think I'm gonna okay. think of mine,
1: it's two, but it's the same situation, so all right. um in my Christian rap days when I was with crew, not crew for Jesus but crew, uh we got invited to do a show out of town um only people that could make the show was me, um Charles and Darius, I stayed with troy and then Coyier. those yeah. are like so it's like the chemistry was just easy because like as you said you came to the house we, we was always rapping mm-hmm. just down the third darius and charles were my boys but we just they had that yeah we was the same chemistry so um we we did a song called uh Cradle to the grave on the original song all i had was just the hook um but darius and charles had a verse so i had to write a verse right rappers know if you wrote a verse, do not perform that verse that night. Yes. I don't care if you if you wrote it that week. If it's not committed to memory, don't do it. This is my first time experiencing that. So my verse comes up. I get through the first four bars. I feel the bars slipping out of my head. And I'm like, oh, oh, man. I'm like, no. Did you hit him with no. the diddy box? Oh, bro, it went bad. So after <laughs> I did my four bars, it's like a bar of just nothing. I'm looking at Charles, and I'm trying to keep it going. I'm like... And Charles is letting me bro. And Charles gonna freestyle. Charles say,
0: he ain't even help you out.
1: And I'm like, all right. So there's now we two bars there, just instrumental. I look at Darius. Darius is over there just dancing, just he's not catching it. I'm oh, like, oh my this is gosh, bad. bro. So there's twelve bars of just instrumental until the hook. They he's left you high and dry. High and dry. We finished the set. Again, I'm I'm very competitive. I was in fetal position, not watching. The, I know I hate when other rappers do this or artists do this, but I didn't watch the rest of the show. I was literally in the back in fetal position mad crying.
0: Cry, baby.
1: Oh, I cried. And then same instance in Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta. Followed, I, I said this in a prior podcast following J. Cole, trying to trace my dream. Yeah. Open mic. I just wrote. I didn't learn my lesson. Just wrote and recorded a song the day before. I thought it was a hit. Let me perform this at this little you know, show. Mm-hmm. I get through the hook. First verse about to come up. I feel the lyrics leaving. The beat comes. I forget everything. So I freestyle for like 12 bars. I can't get through the rest. And I got off the stage. Oh, man. So, That's terrible. Forgetting your lyrics. My, and I have a fear of falling on stage. I feel like every rapper or entertainer has to do it at least once. Um, I, there's clips of Michael Jackson <laughs> falling. There's clips of Beyonce
0: <laughs> falling. <laughs> Kelly Rowland rolled, or Michelle Williams no, rolled it, down the steps. That was, that was Beyonce in Orlando. No, nah, I'm talking about there's a clip of Michelle.
1: Oh, Michelle. I'm sorry. Michelle actually
0: always fails. Yes, yes.
1: So, yeah, everybody falls on stage. That's a fear of mine. I, I pray that it never happens, but it's a fear that I'm
0: going to fall on stage, yeah. like, like really fall. So, All right. I got two for you. Okay. I think I remember now. Uh, both of them happened in Memphis, by the way. Memphis is a really hard place. <laughs> I love Memphis, by the way. Shout out to 901. Love y'all. Um, so when I was in Memphis, man, two ministries. That I, I actually look at these as like my first two church plants. So um, one of them was uh, a youth. They we had, It was like this youth after school program. And we went once a week. And um, um it was something they did back in the day, but they wanted somebody to revive it. I was hungry, young and new. So I was like, yo, I'm, I'll do it like I'll take it on. I was basically like the chaplain of this youth program. <clears throat> so every week I would schedule out another guy who was on our staff to serve. But eventually it just came to be like me preaching every week. Well, I don't know if y'all know anything about Memphis, but like. They have a, a joking culture, like they rag on you Hard, like it don't matter who you are. Like Barack Obama and Jesus Christ could walk through the door at the same time, and they would both get lit up by jits in Memphis. Like that whole remember everybody you say with your head, you know, yeah, bro. I got up there to preach one week, and they was okay. I got up there and I was like, all right, I gotta go get a haircut before I go because they're gonna get on me if I don't. I go get a haircut. the dude in Memphis puts Beijing on my beard, so I go in here. I'm already subconscious. I walk in, I I'm like, "Yo, what's up, y'all? You know, you try to be all cool when you were the kid. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Blah blah blah." Somebody like, "Yo, Beijing head, look at." I was like, "Oh!" I just start catching all of these like, <laughs> "Yo, everybody just joking." I'm like all right, y'all, chill out. You know what I'm saying? It's about the word of God. I'm sitting here trying to preach. They going in. It's like, like, they going in on your boy. Bro, I straight walked out of there. And was like, "Man, You walked out? Bro, I, not, not finished, but I wanted to like, do the Tupac middle finger like, yo, forget y'all, I ain't never coming back to y'all stupid kids. You know, uh, my kids probably heard that and they probably tripping. The second one also involves kids. So I got invited to, um, I got invited to uh, preach at a chapel at this Christian um, school. And it was like pre-K all the way up to like sixth grade. So they were like, yo, you got 15 minutes, do blah, 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 this and that. Just make sure it's fun and energetic. And you see me preach like I'm I'm like this, right? So like I'm preaching this message and blah, blah, blah. And I can't remember what it's about. But I remember saying doo-doo in the message. And bro, all like from second grade on down, kids are like, doodoo! Ah! and I just remember looking at the principal and they look so upset. Oh, bro. Like, man. like, you know, if look, preachers, you don't say doodoo in front of a whole bunch of kids, man. They're going to go crazy. Bro, I got through the message. It was a great message. And everybody tried their hardest to be like, yo, you did great. But deep down inside, I saw everybody's faces. They were like, yo, why did this guy say doo-doo? Like, the kids went crazy, bro. So I learned my lesson. Don't say doo-doo in front of a whole bunch of kids. With that being said,
1: I feel like this is going to be the catalyst for the episode. We keep trying to avoid. Your words could be stumbling block. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the next one and,
1: and, and, it, and it could it could mess up the message it could be the greatest message ever but if you don't pick the right words yes sir it could be a stumbling block i hey. think we need to end the podcast on that note oh uh, yeah <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how long it was, it's it, was long. The, it was long an hour and three minutes and so i want far. you to put it out bro don't end hey, it episode. they need to get this but thank y'all if you got this far thank you for enduring listening to our story um of course it's like abbreviated versions of our story but you got a little piece of us so um my name is Ty Van um you can follow me on all social media that's at I am Ty Van um you can follow the hip-hop collect- collective that I'm a part of that's at crew for Jesus I have a song out on all streaming platforms called I apologize <laughs> crew for Jesus we have a song out called um Re ready
0: yes sir that's
1: on all streaming platforms watch the video on both on YouTube to
0: follow yeah you can follow me at byron l cockdale on everything but if you want to follow me i would prefer for you to follow identity daytona on everything that's the church plan that we get to serve that's a church plan where i'm the pastor right now and the tie also serves that as well and we're about to relaunch our church um so we want as much support as we can get Specifically, locally. So, if you're listening to this, you're watching this locally. Check us out, man, because because we are trying to do a new thing here in Daytona Beach. But even if you're not local, you could check us out at identitydaytona.org or on our social media. Hey, and we got an app, so you could download our app, listen to the podcast that we have there, listen to our sermons, and all of that. And guess what? Me and Ty, we're launching a a, a Bible study soon. Yeah, it's called Mid. So uh, we're going to tell y'all more about that in the future. But if you're in the the Daytona Beach area, check us out. We want to get you plugged in. God bless. I love you. Before
1: you you go, YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't already. Yes, sir. Again, if you listen to this podcast, we will really appreciate it if you could go to the Apple Podcast, leave us a review, rate us. It helps people find us that don't know about us. If you really like us and you want to support, that helps a lot. That's it.
0: Doodoo.